Alrighty, we are back. Your favorite podcast show of the week. This is Location Weekly. It is episode number 479, and we're recording live on Tuesday, August the 25th. Uh, Brianna, how are you? I'm doing good. I am, a, you know, it's a rainy day here in Atlanta. We've been getting a lot of rain lately, so being trapped inside with kids and trying to work and all that is lots of fun, but you know, we're doing good. We're we're hanging in there and we are healthy, mostly happy. How about you? (laughs) Yeah. uh, All right. You know, surviving. uh, Got, it's been hot up here. Uh, We were away uh, camping with a whole bunch of other families uh, this past weekend. So that was kind of fun just to be around other people and interacting and being out in the outdoors. Um, And then you know, my son Matthew had a birthday yesterday, so he's 14 now, so that's kind of crazy, uh, and starting high school. Um, so yeah, it's, there. you know, we, lots of crazy things going on, um, but it's all good. It's, uh, I know. Yeah. Yes. So Matthew, Matthew is an August baby like myself. Right. I'll be, I'll be maintaining my age. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Age, you stay the same. No, I age. I'm okay with that. I'm good <laughs> with it. But um, yeah, I mean, lots of good stuff going on. I, I do miss traveling. I mean, I know you guys miss traveling too. You miss traveling, right, Asif? Yeah, well, I, I miss being in the places and interacting with the people and all of that. I don't miss the planes and the hotels. And the... I don't know. I got a little one. Sometimes that hotel room all to yourself. <laughs> a night or two is like... Yeah, it's like a mini vacation. <laughs> uh, but it's been family time is good, right? I am counting my blessings. So Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good to spend more time and kind of have more meals and more conversations and, and things uh, with each other. So it's all good. Well, it's not a- stopping some creative innovation that we got to cover this week. No, it's not. There's four good stories we got to talk about. No guests this week, uh, but four very interesting. Uh, a lot of different brands doing interesting things. So I'll let Abriana kick it off. Yeah, so I was excited to cover this story because this is kind of one of my favorite spots when I travel to the Northeast. Um, Wawa. So if you don't know about Wawa, you are missing out. Wawa is like this great, you know, yes, it is a gas station, but you know, it's 24 hours and they have like made to order food and that's the best thing, you know, and the coffee, they got like 25 different flavors there. It's just great. Like it is a Northeast staple, Um, but it's all up and down the East coast. Well, not all up and down, but you know, mostly Northeast. I think it stops around Virginia. Uh, So I had, you know, I loved Wawa during my college days and uh, you know, and then living in Philadelphia was one of my favorites and they have about 900 different shops, but now they are planning to do this drive through type of a, uh, convenience store. So, um, you know, it's based out of Pennsylvania and they're going to offer drive through only service. So this is kind of coming on the back of obviously like COVID and only letting so many people into their stores and everybody has to have on masks and, making sure that they have the right workflow and the traffic flow. And that's really hard to do in a Wawa store because, you know, think about like a convenience store, you're kind of moving all over, you're ordering your food, you're going to go get your drinks, then you're going to go find some chips and maybe a candy or whatever. Um, But, you know, so they're thinking about like, well, how can we make this more convenient, less, 
you know, interaction with other people, and they are going to start to roll out drive-throughs. Um, so they operate in New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and DC. Um, so they offer obviously like coffee and fuel and surcharge free ATMs. So there's always a big crowd there. You know, it is always super crowded inside of any Wawa I've ever been to. Um, and so I think this will help with the workflow, right? And help also, um, you know, just let people come in who are maybe more comfortable coming in and not have to necessarily. So I, like, I love Wawa. I love that they're doing this. It's interesting because, you know, last week we had talked about how, um, you know, we had the delivery service that had started out, right, with just delivery. And now they're opening brick and mortar locations. And now we have brick and mortar that's already been existing, but they're saying, okay, we need to have drive-through offerings, which they've never had. So, you know, they're kind of becoming this like quick service restaurant. Uh, and I mean, they really have been that for a long time because you go up, you put your order in on the screen, you get to specify all the details and things that you want. And I imagine there's so much they could do with their apps. They already do mobile ordering uh, as it is. So I, I assume that they're going to start to integrate all of these different pieces that they have and just allow you to kind of go through the drive through and pick it up. So, you know, the Southeast just does not have the caliber of like the Wawa and I would even throw in sheets, um, you know, bless our hearts down here, but we do not have that caliber of, of uh, you know, offerings at like the, the, the convenience stores. So this, you know, I'm so excited. I'm hoping that next time, maybe by the time I take my next long drive up the Northeast to visit family, I can uh, hit up one of these drive-throughs and, and not have to uh, get out of the car, get some yummy coffee. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's super fascinating. And, um, you know, the point that you raised about kind of the online, you know, format kind of moving into physical and now you got sort of physical trying to move into delivery and service. Um, I think we're seeing that, that cross-section. Everybody's trying to find, you know, coming out of COVID, um, you know, what their new, you know, mode of operation is going to look like, what's going to be most convenient and comfortable uh, and, and safe feeling for, for the consumer public. And I think drive-through is, is definitely an interesting one. Um, and especially if they can take kind of the store experience of that, um, you know, discovery aspect of walking around the store and kind of that, you know, sort of uh, last minute decision to grab that chocolate bar or that whatever it is that you do in the convenience store, you know, to still be able to do that as you drive through to be able to kind of see things and go, oh yeah, I want one of those and I want one of those and yeah, I'll take a growler and whatever, you know, you know, mm -hmm. along the way. Um, I think, you know, if they can recreate that without you ever leaving your car, I think that's super interesting. Um, and, you know, while you were talking, I was thinking back to some of the test projects that were done, um, you know, years ago now uh, in China with augmented reality grocery stores and things like that, that, you know, we were involved in. And this idea of kind of still, you know, it's finding a way to kind of create that experience, you know, whether it's virtual in that sense, uh, but still being able to kind of shop the aisles and kind of walk down the aisles and kind of see the things in a virtual sense or in this case in a physical sense. Um, but to be able to do that in a sort of without, you know, sort of leaving the comforts of your home or your car or your whatever. Um, I think there's a lot to that. So, yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, the initial store that they're doing this with um, is in uh, New Jersey. Is that right? Um, yeah. It's West Hampton, New Jersey. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be super interesting to see once it's kind of up and running, and I'm sure there'll there'll be images and yeah. videos and whatnot available. Um, so yeah, I love it. I think it's 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 a great idea. All right, sticking uh, moving to our second story now. Sticking with the sort of gas convenience uh, space, Waze is doing uh, some things here. Uh, they've teamed up with a bunch of different uh, gas convenience operators, Shell and Exxon and Mobil, uh, all three of them. Um, and basically what they're doing is to kind of help with this sort of uh, COVID need for touch-free and contactless uh, engagement is uh, powering up contactless gas payments. And so basically um, when you, as a Waze user, uh, you come into the gas station uh, in any one of these three uh, brands, you will be prompted to pay uh, for your gas um, you know, using contactless payment. So like, I guess it comes up with a, you know, sort of the typical Waze banner, um, but instead of it being for a promotion for the restaurant or the coupon or the whatever it is, it's, hey, you know, this reminder that you can pay with this contactless payment. Um, and it's, so it's, it's, they've created an integration between the Waze app and the, the various apps of these uh, gas brands and, um, you know, so basically it's all sort of tied together. And in addition to the payments integration, they've also been able to integrate the loyalty programs of these various brands. So you don't lose, you know, the opportunity to collect your loyalty points or anything like that when you're using ways to pay. Um, so it's a simple, very, um, you know, simple experience. Basically, uh, you download the, uh, the gas app uh, from Shell or Exxon or Mobile. Uh, you connect that up to, you know, your Waze app, and then the payment itself happens through Waze. Um, and, you know, obviously it pulls through sort of like this deep linking capability, you know, the loyalty side from, from the gas app and that aspect of it. So I think it's, uh, it's clean and simple, um, you know, and I think people are looking for that ability to just pay in any contactless way that they can. I mean, I know when I go, I don't use an app necessarily, but I do use my tap on my card to pay, um, you know, typically when I go to the gas station today and it is my card actually. So in, in my case, it's, it's my bank card, like my debit uh, card from my bank, but it is linked and integrated already to the gas uh, loyalty program. Um, so it's automatically, every time I tap that thing, it, it's, it's in this case, it's the card that's linked, not the app that's linked, but it works very much the same way. Um, and they're not the only ones doing this Seven uh, Eleven back in June. Um, uh, expanded their loyalty program called Fuel Loyalty with contactless payments as well. Uh, and Amazon is doing something similar in their app using Siri for iPhone users um, and in partnership with Exxon specifically. So, you know, lots of people trying to figure this out. And uh, I think it's, it's just a move in the right direction for the whole industry. And I expect, you know, every gas convenience retailer needs to be doing this if they're not doing this already. So, thoughts? Yeah. I, um, you know, I think it's a step in the right direction. I, I do think it's a little bit choppy from a user experience standpoint because there are multiple apps that are needed here. And so, you know, if I already have my, my shell loyalty app and I can just pay through that, then I would rather just, you know, keep that than integrate more of my payment and data to another app. Um, you know, just opening, exposing myself up for that. The other thing to consider is that even though maybe you're not paying by touching the screen or having to like go inside a gas station you still have to pump the gas unless you live in new jersey so you know from my perspective like you're still having to 
touch things, you still have, you know, unless there was like, I, I feel like it would be more interesting if through ways, maybe you could have somebody come out and pump your gas for you and you know, you paid there and you never even had to get out of the car. Right. That's a little bit more interesting. But what I do like that you touched upon is like the loyalty piece of it. And I think that if there was a way to maybe position ways in the loyalty spectrum of things, that's where I think ways could probably make some really big steps uh, in the right direction and be being pushing them beyond just navigation and advertising, right? So, you know, Waze knows a lot about you. It has a lot of data about where you go, where you frequent, you know, if there's any ads that you've seen that you've actually taken them up on. Um, and so I think that, you know, sort of boosting that within its own loyalty play would be more beneficial for Waze um, and taking it a step beyond just linking with other apps. So I do think this is a step in the right direction, but I think that it's not quite seamless yet, but you know, I'm sure because Waze is a Google company, like there's going to be iterations here. Uh, and this is just the beginning. So. Yeah, yeah I, I totally get your point uh, on the sort of clunkiness of having the, the sort of multiple app aspect of it. Um, but the one thing I want to pick up on what you said is, yeah, because it's something that's been on my mind for a little while, it, it, you know, as we've been in COVID is, is you know, I, I can still remember as a young you know, child, you know, going to gas stations with my parents, you know, growing up and every gas station growing up had people pumping gas for you. You didn't pump your own gas back in those days. And so it's almost like we need to kind of go back to this idea of, you know, there's this, I think there's two elements to that. There's, there's sort of the safety aspect of it, you know, from a COVID point of view, but there's also a customer service, you know, component to that, that, you know, has been lost. And I know, you know, sort of reducing the jobs and kind of taking that cost out is one thing, but I think if you can, you know, there's an opportunity for progressive brands here, I think, to, to bring an element of that back um, and at the same time help customers feel safer and more comfortable. It may be the thing that wins you, you know, business uh, over another that doesn't do that. I don't know, but I think there's opportunity for that. Just like we're seeing, you know, a return of delivery services and, you know, milk delivery and food delivery and all sorts of things that, you know, were a thing, you know, when I was a kid still. Um, and so I think there's, you know, there's this cycle of, you know, brought on by COVID, but I think, you know, opportunities created from that. So we'll see. Yeah. I think giving consumers the option is the most important thing because like I said, you know, we were talking about living, uh, me living in the Northeast before. And, you know, whenever I was in Jersey, it frustrated me to have to wait for somebody to come over and pump my gas because sometimes you had to wait a little bit longer than if you just were able to jump out and do it yourselves. But I think giving consumers the option to having, have that done for them or not is, is a great, you know, put things back in the consumer's hands. Like how comfortable do they feel? And, you know, what's, how can you provide them the best service for how they want to, you know, Mm -hmm. personalize that experience because it's different for every consumer. So, so, you know, going, we're kind of on like the QSR and, and, you know, quick delivery, uh, ride today. And so Burger King, once again, got another story for you from them. Um, and they have done another fun campaign, you know, not, I wouldn't say that this is like at the, uh, level of some of the other ones we've covered, especially it's not as it's not as intricate, right? There's not as many. Or digital. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's not as like, you know, connecting mobile devices and, and delivering and all of these different things. But 
um, you know, they are now offering uh, face masks, but not just like Burger King branded face masks. This is like your specific favorite thing to order type of a face mask from Burger King. And so, um, you know, they, it's a campaign that they did with Buzzman. Uh, and so there, you can, you can actually go on to uh, Burger King's Facebook and Instagram and you can comment on them to, to get their mask, your mask ordered. So like whatever your preferred Burger King treat of choices, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of like, what are they, was it the Whopper, right? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, like if that's what you want or, uh, you know, some other sandwich, you can get that printed on your face mask. And so when you go up to the drive-thru or to the counter, you don't even have to talk. You can just show them your face mask. I mean, I guess if you want more than one thing, maybe you need more than one face mask. I'm not really sure how that works, but <laughs> it's a fun campaign, right? So they just did this and, um, you know, they also did a, another campaign not too long ago in Germany where... Uh, one thing that I always have loved about Burger King, and I actually took my kids to Burger King like a few weeks ago for the first time um, because they had a tennis lesson and, you know, it just happened to be that they wanted Burger King. And I was like, I don't think we've ever been to Burger King, so let's go. So they got like the whole crown, you know, and that was like a big deal because that was the thing I always remembered about Burger King growing up and they thought it was great. Well, in Germany, they did this campaign where instead of just the regular sized crown, they they had these crowns that were like, I mean, think of larger than a sombrero, but to help you stay socially distanced. Um, the consumers had to put them together and like build them themselves, but it was like a folded flat version of this hat that you could put out. I mean, it was like a, you know, like a six foot <laughs> diameter all around you if you could balance that. So it was really funny, but they're always doing these fun, creative things. Um, and I think that, you know, in today's day and age, taking what is keeping us safe and necessary and, you know, protecting us as much as possible from sharing germs or getting other people's germs, and they're, you know, they're, they're using it. So I, I like that this, I uh, applaud their creativity as usual. Um, and yeah, so if you want to get a face mask, go on Burger King's Facebook or Instagram, put in your order. There you go. I got nothing else to say about that because it's just, they're just so creative. These guys are just constantly coming up with some fascinating way to just get into, you know, the daily lives of, of, of consumers, right? Uh, in, you know, whether it's with masks or social distancing crowns or helping you with your homework or whatever it is that we've, you know, we've covered over the last little while. Um, I, I, I just love the campaigns that they do. So just phenomenal stuff. All right. One final story. Um, so now jumping over to the UK, uh, Tesco um, has been working with um, Starcom, the media agency, primarily to use digital out of home for uh, Heineken. And so Heineken has created this campaign. It's called Star of, of Summer. Um, and Star of the Summer, sorry. And basically what they're doing is They've got these sort of digital out of home screens uh, that are sort of at the entrance or just on the outside of these Tesco stores. Uh, Tesco is a big uh, kind of grocery uh, store in the in the UK. Um, and so, you know, they've got this sort of network of screens, of digital out of home screens that are kind of at the entrances uh, of these Tesco stores. And so what they're doing is, is they're using the, these screens to run this campaign uh, called the Star, Star of the Summer for Heineken. And it, it prompts audiences to basically 
you know, go inside the store and find the Heineken display and scan codes, um, you know, in store to then, you know, be entered into a contest to win uh, prizes. And, you know, they're really focused on kind of the summer and, you know, sort of, um, enjoying backyard life and barbecues and all that sort of stuff. So they like one of the prizes is like this sort of Heineken custom made branded barbecue, you know, in the Heineken green and all of that. Um, so I, you know, I, nothing super, you know, amazing about the campaign. The one thing I will say that I really, really like about it is the blend of the out of home with the in-store activation. Um, and so it's not just out of home, Hey, scan something on this screen and create some social content or whatever the case might be. It's, you know, the screen is prompting you to go into the store and do something physical, like by scanning this code, find the product. Hopefully if you find the product, you buy the product. Um, but like they're actually driving you to where the product is and then you scan to then, you know, sort of activate and enter. So I love that sort of uh, connectivity between the, the media types, if you will. Like, so the, you know, what's printed on the box or, you know, on the in-store signage you know, to the digital, you know, aspect uh, of it um, with, you know, the Starcom uh, campaign that, that's running on these Tesco live screens. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, again, not, nothing, you know, sort of mind changing or real technology innovation, but, you know, a, a very, you know, practical and I think, you know, could be a, quite a, a powerful use of the, of the tools that they have there um, in a very interesting and creative way. Yeah, I mean, I do. So I agree with you on the first point that you made, which was blending digital out of home with driving in store. Um, I think that that's really important. I mean, prior to COVID, I think it was super important to be able to tie any type of campaigns to any incremental lift that you can see in your stores with your products and with your brand, right? I mean, that's the goal of all these things is to drive revenue and to drive business and loyalty and, uh, you know, just brand recognition as a whole, I think that what they could have done, I mean, look at what Burger King just did, right? With masks and things of that nature, where they're talking about socially distancing crowns and all of that. I think that they maybe missed it a little bit for me because I feel like they could have had a campaign. Maybe it's like, you know, a safe star of the summer or socially distant star of the summer, whatever, wherever that's driving you to the store, but maybe now somebody's bringing out your order for you or mm. somebody's there with, you know, your favorite six pack and it's driving you to that. So, you know, I think that they could have maybe taken this just one step further to, you know, just let their, uh, let, let their, you know, their consumers understand that they know what's going on and like they're more concerned with just going from out to in. Um, but overall, again, blending, blending, uh, you know, blending things I think is always a, a good step in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think you make a valid point, um, but but I, I'm actually going to take the counter on it. I'm going to say that I, I think in some respects, there's so many COVID something campaigns going on right now everywhere. And to some extent, I think like people are getting a little bit uh, overwhelmed with it. And maybe there's, there's you know, a notion that um, we want to you know, we want to have a bit of a feeling that things are normal um, or getting back to normal. And maybe, you know, having people go into the store gives you a sense of that. I don't know. Right. But well, I hear that. That's a valid point. Yeah. So anyhow, 
That's our show for this week. You've been listening to episode number 479 of Location Weekly. We thank you, as always, for listening and watching. Um, if you have story ideas, please reach out to us. We love getting ideas for stories and hearing about what's going on around the world, so anywhere in the world. So please uh, contact us. We're easily found on all the social channels. If you're watching the video version of this, the contact information is uh, on your screen at the end here. And, uh, of course, we'll be back next week with uh, yet another episode. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.